Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Bits and Pieces, a podcast that is an amalgamation of writing and sound, really. Yeah. My name is Samantha, and I am the host of this word babble. Who am I? Great question. I ask myself that almost every 10 or 12 minutes, I think. Um, I'm a writer, I'm a director, I'm a photographer, I'm a loudmouth, I am many things, as we all are, I hope. But this podcast is an exercise in sharing my work from the inside out. This is my first podcast, and these stories are all from real life. Some have been embellished. There's a few flower arrangements here and there, but for the most part, these come from real events and real people. I share myself through words so as to be able to hold the hand of other people that have experienced similar things or that have not experienced similar things and that like looking into the windows of life, perhaps. We see things on TV, and sometimes we don't have a relationship to the idea that some of those things happen in real life to real people with real consequences. That being said, this podcast is not a Debbie Downer. That's not what we're here to do. It's not what I do. But I do express uh, the reality of life in all its shapes, sizes, and colors. I don't look at the world in black and white. I don't look at the world in right and wrong. I look at the world and try to understand it from all angles and all directions and all perspectives in all shapes, all colors, all smells, tastes, all of it. I want all of it. So this segment today is, as I said, just a bunch of stories, a bunch of stories from here and there. They don't necessarily have any relationship to each other or time or place, but they're just uh, a look into my head. Yeah. I'm excited to have you guys here and I really hope that you do enjoy them. Thanks for tuning in. She looked out the broken window of the greenhouse, knowing she would run. As soon as he let her go, she would run. His fingernails were dirty. They were always dirty. She stared at them, capping the fingertips buried in her bicep. He was holding her tight today, tighter than usual. She wondered if the plant stems could hear what was happening. They also lay bent, broken, grasping for life. Moments of green bleeding through the brown. Pots like coffins 
holding bulbs broken and thirsty. The smell of warm earth, manure, dusty glass, and him. He sounds like a pig when he grunts as he does, and grunt he does as he does what he does. A cloud moved away from the sun and the tall grass in the field outside lit up, golden. She could watch it dance and leave herself alone for a moment, letting the grasses hiss as it waved at her be the only song she heard. If only for a moment, a moment, more than none. As soon as he let her go, she would run. The taste of dirt, a different perspective, but it was the usual route. She watched the tiny balls of styrofoam move back and forth with her breathing. They were always in the potting soil, always waiting. His sweat dripped into the dirt, into her hair and into the smell on her skin. The smell of vinegar, cigarettes and sin. A bird in the distance cries out in the sun. As soon as he let her go, she would run. The greenhouse was dying, but in the corners grew life. Spiders and beetles and bugs. There were butterflies and little buds that dried and places she could hide. In your mind, you can go anywhere you like. The pressure lifted, his fingertips drifted. The end would always come. As soon as he let her go, she would run. Her breath returned to the numbness around her waist, a belt she had worn for always. So tiny, like a bird, a bird in the hands of a man. He let her go and she ran.
my mother. Marco wore a white wife beater, blue dickies tied at the waist with a piece of rope and perfectly white sneakers. Marco was on his way to meet his mother and he was going to kill her. He had waited his whole life for this, behind bars, walking round and around and around like a dog, thinking and rethinking and dreaming of revenge. He was a boy and she lied. She had given her son as bait to a system, to a sentence and to the animals. It was her that pulled the trigger, that killed a man in cold blood. It was her that smoked drugs, fucked for money and sold his sister for crack cocaine. And it was her that was going to die. Marco shaved his head, he shaved his face, and he'd even bought cologne for the occasion. His pure white socks were new, like his sneakers. He wanted to be clean for the visit. He wanted to dress nice for the party. Marco had made a promise to himself, to his sister, and to what he called justice. He would wait. He would wait. And when he got out, he would take back what was taken from him. Life. He wasn't fearful of going back to the pen he was raised in. It seemed more like a home than any other place he had ever known. And it was her that had turned him into a farm animal, after all. And he would sleep sounder behind bars, knowing she was dead. Marco tucked a knife into his sock and a gun barrel into his waistband. He hadn't decided if it was her face he wanted or her heart. He stepped out into the cold, into the air, and he locked the door behind him. He felt strange locking a door to a room he knew he wasn't coming back to, but it was the right thing to do. Then he threw the keys into a trash can. He needed to. He needed blood in his body. He needed to move. The waiting. The waiting. The wanting. And the beating of his heart. It demanded one foot in front of the other. My mother, he thought. My mother. She hadn't been there when he got out. And that was to be her last chance. If she were there, if she had been there, he would have forgiven. Not forgotten, but he might have forgiven. He wouldn't have bought new socks or shaved his head so close. He wouldn't have stood heartbroken with a duty in his heartache. A remedy, he thought. A way to quiet the wondering why. How can a mother sell her child? How can a mother lie and let her little boy fight for his life before his fists have even curled? 
My mother, he thought. My mother. He called to let her know he was coming. And he was coming to let her know. It was a hotel room on the west side, a part that lives in darkness, a part that smells like pharmacy-grade body spray and piss-soaked concrete. Room 206, another number, another door to nowhere, another article of incorporation. Marco reached for the handle and walked in. The smell of mold and cigarettes seeped out of the walls, out of the floor, out of the carpet, while perfume poured out of the bathroom. Marco pulled the metal from his belly and headed towards the bathroom door. He turned the corner, his weapon drawn, and there, there she was. sheet curled around her neck she hung from the shower head waiting marco walked towards his dead mother he lowered the gun barrel and stared at her for a moment he leaned in and took a deep breath as if searching for a smell a smell that feels like home Marco opened his eyes, and slowly, he kissed his mother's lips. Him, warm, her, cold. Marco wanted his mother dead, but he wanted her to love him more. My mother, he thought. My mother. It was understood that she would grow into the table, as all children do. So, she sat small, waiting. It was breakfast time, a time of few words and a space to wake up quietly. Quiet was a rule in her house, and everyone obeyed the rules. A bowl of cereal, the usual. She can't remember any other kind of start. It had always started this way with this bowl, with this cereal. And it was always covered in white sugar crystals. The bowl hitting the table has the sugar dancing in the straw, falling in between pieces and the whole bowl moves. Mother pours the milk into the bowl. White on white on white. White sugar. White milk, white bowl. It gets blurry and everything slows down. Her little face only inches away. She watches. The sugar crystals soaked up by the milk are crawling in between the wheat pieces. The pack
pattern overlapping wobbles in her eyes like a weave to camera lens. It bounces. Milk. More milk. More white. Eat. A silent pause before digging her spoon in, watching the milk dance and wondering if what she was seeing was real or imaginary. Spoonful after spoonful, the little girl ate through what she saw. Because how could it be real what she was looking at and what she was doing? Another spoonful. Now. Breathe. Look at it. Her cheeks filling with saliva. Her tiny body knowing. The milk, the sugar, the dancing. The movement was real. The white crawling through the straw was real. But it wasn't sugar. Although the sugar was there. And it wasn't the milk. Although it too was there. It was the maggots. There were hundreds of them. Tiny little maggots moving around in the cereal, in the milk, and in between the wheat strands. They covered everything. The milk replaced with hundreds of tiny white worm bodies squirming. And she had eaten spoonful after spoonful after spoonful of them. Focus on the sugar. Look how pretty that is. Focus on the milk. Find the milk. Eat. Quickly. The faster you eat, the faster they will disappear. She didn't protest, ever. She barely took a breath without careful consideration. To be seen and not heard was her place in this home. Be a good girl. Don't make a sound. Pretend they aren't there. So, she ate through the maggots and into her imagination. She could feel a squirming in her belly, in her throat, or so she thought. She also thought that she would have to cut herself open if she were to get them all out. White on white on white. White sugar, white bowl, white milk, white maggots. Vomit. Squirming on the linoleum floor. More milk. Tiny feet. Dangling. They say seeing is believing, but what if what you're seeing is hard to believe? What is real? Seeing? Believing. Believing in what you're seeing. Or seeing what you believe. How does one prepare for the unknown return of something known but filed, forgotten? It's terrifying to be a library with the shelves overflowing and you are constantly trying to catch up on your reading. The shelves stacked so high, books fall from the towers and bash you in the head, demanding to be seen, 
heard and read. Tea time. The beach. A soft quietness comes over her and the sand feels soft today. The waves don't seem as angry suddenly and the taste returns to her lips, dry and salty, biting at her calmness. Her skin absorbs the warmth of the sunset and a cool breeze takes a nap on her shoulders. There's no need to want to cry today, just restful breath. The beach has always brought her peace. The water runs inside her. She walks across the whitewash, cool, grainy. The hems of her pants are heavy, weighted down by the wet sand that's found its way above the waves and the towel draped over her shoulder smells of summer and she remembers. Her thighs tighten from the tired day of walking and she wonders what happened? Why the loss has always found its time and love somehow finds itself numb. There must be a time when life and love rely wholly on one another and cannot survive without the other. No? She's a hopeless romantic. She sits and thinks, breathing in the last moments of the day. The ocean is so big so terrifyingly big. Her eyes passing over the now blackening blue. Sometimes I feel like I could walk right out there over the glassy top and fall right off the edge. She falls back into the sand instead and for a moment realizes the feigning warmth beneath her. The sand holds the sun as a pear holds a grain. Her eyelids fall closed. Her fingers dig deeply and hold tight as if trying to wring out the rock. She squeezes. She smiles shyly feeling tiny and so calm. The world is truly magnificent here without any people to take away the beauty, just the earth beneath her and the stars. Applause in sparkling splendor.
If only she could walk alone just like this and always be safe. To lay here beneath the pinpricks. The world has so much beauty, peace, and magnificence. It does appear, and a breath can be taken, free of punishment and fear. The air begins its journey into coolness, and it gets wetter with every passing moment. That smell, the smell of the beach, the salt in the air and the sand, drenched. It's unlike any other. It's one of those smells that makes your heart warm, like the smell of towels drying in the dryer, freshly cut grass, or the smell of hot earth steaming after a summer rain shower. She remembers the smell of her mother's hairspray and the chlorine from the indoor pool at school. Smells. No one can take them from you. A memory you can always visit. A memory that comes without permission. No matter where you are. Her ankles start to numb as the cold air realizes her wet hems. If only this moment could last a little while longer. If only her heart was warm again and she could hold the hand of yesterday. One more time. She sits back up and wraps her warm hands around her ankles, then begins the walk home. She's leaving an old friend tonight and realizing a love lost. Time is my only real enemy. She thinks and listens to the waves whisper. The froth washing her steps away and forgiving the path left behind. The beach. She will always have the beach. Well, that concludes the blabbery for today. I hope you guys enjoyed some of those stories. I hope they took you deep into your noggin and let you run run through the spectacle that is my life. (laughs) But really, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, If you're still here and you're still listening to me, Thank you. You can check out some of my writing work at avoiceinmyhead.com. You can also see more of my photography and things like that at uh, samanthalightdirector.com. You can also check out on Instagram at photographiti, spelled F O T O G R A 
F-F-I-T-T-I. I like to misspell things. Well, I actually, I like to play with words. You might have uh, gathered that from the previous stories. But really, peeps, thank you so much for checking out my stuff. It always amazes me when people uh, have feelings and words and and things to say about what my words say to them. So any comments and reaching out is appreciated. I hope you are having a beautiful day. Remember that your voice is a power and use it wisely. Sending you good vibes, man. I'm sending you good vibes. All right. I look forward to hearing from you and hopefully we'll see each other again soon. Bye.